Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of Product Fika, a podcast where product managers come together and discuss everything product management related over a cup of coffee and a little Fika. So grab yourself a good one and let's get it started. Today, I'm going to be talking with Elon about handover. So specifically when it comes to receiving handover as a new product manager in a new team or in a new company, but also how to write your handover if you're about to leave your team. So if a new product manager is joining, you want to get them up and running as soon as possible. So help them out, right? Write something good for them. And so we're going to share some of our experiences. We're going to share what we wish that we would have had and maybe some do's and don'ts and some homework as usual. We hope you enjoy it. That's right. Right. So let's get started. Elon, do you want to lead us into this? Have you ever experienced a situation where you needed to, to get some handover and, and how has that been for you? I think it's uh, unavoidable. Hmm. We will all move jobs or move teams and we'll have to learn what, is, what does this team do? Mm-hmm. So in order to uh, understand that, you always need some sort of a handover. Sometimes there is a weird case in which both the product manager and the engineering manager leave in the same time. That happens uh, often. And then you're like, whoa, now really handover is important. I think I've created handover documents and I've received handover documents and I've received, uh, I entered teams in which there was absolutely no handover. And those are the worst, really setting you up for failure in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, but recently, I had a very good handover here in Spotify. I think that I think it will, it will be great if we, I could go over what happened yeah. here. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start with the first one first, right? So the the sort of bad case scenario where you yeah. you ended up in the product team and there wasn't any handover. How did you how did you manage that situation? How did you go about that? It's quite hard. If there's no documentation or documentation is very old, then the team kind of looks at you at you know what should we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and there's obviously a lot of stuff that are burning so you have a lot of people pinging you it's like hey can you do this can you prioritize that yeah and you have absolutely no idea at that moment you're still trying to figure out what is the team up to where is this team going to not to mention start taking decisions and then you all of a sudden decide to make something and the team lashes back yeah. because <laughs> they don't understand why and you're like i don't understand why either but they're yelling yeah, what do you do if you have like really shit? Like, imagine going to a team, then basically no one tells you anything. Like there was no product manager before you to tell you anything. Exactly. So you really want to take it slow in the beginning. And, but, but that's the thing. Yeah. You can't take it slow, can you? Because I, I had, you can't. Yeah, yeah. I, had a, I had a very similar experience at, at Klarna, um, pretty much similar to yours, where I joined a team and essentially there was no documentation. There was no Nothing. handover from a product perspective, right? There's a lot of documentation usually from the engineering side, but for product, yeah, good luck. There was nothing. So what I tried to do is have conversations with as many people as possible, which is a, on the one hand is, is good and you should do, but on the other, you need to move fast. At least at Klarna, you know, things, things do move fast and you need to start delivering. You need to start working essentially. And, and it was really hard to balance that. Yeah. You have to get to grips with a new scope. You have to find old documentation potentially and read through that. You have to talk to your engineering manager to figure out what the architecture looks like and, and get a good grasp of things. Depending on how technical your product is, you might have to do some additional 
studies or or additional educational <laughs> courses or whatever yeah. right so it's definitely something where it, you you know time management is going to be very important but yeah, i'm curious like how how did you go about that how, what was your workaround for that I had some sort of a previous knowledge of the product before joining, so my case is not completely clueless. Mm-hmm. But definitely, when I when I joined and there was no documentation over, okay, is there some sort of a vision? What is the biggest projects that are happening right now? So you try you try to meet with the team. So what do what are we working on right now? You start looking at Jira. If you didn't get a good handover, probably there's a lot of loose ends and Jira is not, is like just a big mess and you're trying to clean, clean it up and you're not sure what's important or what's not. It just prolongs the onboarding so much. Mm. How long did it take you more or less? Until we got in a situation where I feel like everything is under control and I can start producing and understand who's against who and what we need to do. It takes, I don't know, it took me like four or five months. Jeez. It's quite a lot, long time to understand exactly what are you doing trying to take off fires. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is my, the position that I was in. But the position that I came in right now mm-hmm. in Spotify, you could really see there was a lot of thought into the onboarding document. And that really sets you up to success because then you can start producing literally that first month. Wow. So you see nice. you could save a lot of time by providing a good onboarding document. And I think the way that it was happening in Spotify is that someone prepared, obviously, this Google Doc for me. And the first chapter was understanding the tribe that you're in and the different teams and then links. So you had like the tribe strategy and objectives and then links, 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 decks. And then you have nice. squad overviews, links, links, link. And then, uh, and then you have understanding the product area space. Mm-hmm. And then the first chapter was the bigger picture. So vision documents for the product area. And then recent quarterly planning. You can see the objectives in the past few quarters. Mm -hmm. And then understanding our stakeholders. And then documents around the other tribes that we're working with. What's their product strategy? What is the integration overview? Strategic partnership, blah, 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 blah. So you have like links, links, links. And then once those are done, we had um, intro meetings that are prioritized. Who do you need to meet? To understand better each person, it's written down, here's their workday link. Here's the nice. backstage link. So you could get their profile and the team. Oh, you even before. have the links to the profiles. That's links amazing. to everything, man. Like wow. each, each person. So you won't just go clueless into a meeting and say, someone told me to meet with you. Yeah, yeah. You, you could see before who this person is. Yeah, and then uh, awesome. you, you add like, okay, inside the tribe, who are the, who are the people that is important for you to meet? And literally, they, they kept a lot of people out. It was literally the only people that you need to meet. And Amazing. then each uh, team that strategically that you work with arranged, for example, one team, it was, okay, here's this person. He's a senior product manager. This person, the staff engineer. This person, engineering manager. Mm-hmm. This person, senior engineer, also related because of blah, blah, blah. This two person, really good to know, product managers, blah, 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 lower priority. Each team like that, pa, 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 pa. Each nice. team is like a kill list of all the people that you need to, ma- to meet. Yeah. And then once this is done, there was like an other, like other teams inside Spotify, lower priority, but still important that you meet in the future, like book meetings in the future. 
Mm-hmm. And each person, each person you had, for example, this person, principal engineer working with this is that, that is this related to you because of that, you know, some sort of like, if you get a bump in the head and you don't remember anything, <laughs> you'll go back to this document and yeah. you kind of understand who you are. And then so, there was like, in the end was the goals of the onboarding. So you have end of week one, like a checklist of what happened. So all equipment access set up, had first one-on-one with, with the boss read through this and this chapter material scheduled one-on-one with this specific people end of month one and just like that and then a further discussion then you, you had like main ongoing initiatives for this team so we had like each one of the main initiatives and who is the contact person where is it left off and then that, that was all in the document all in the document and then things what? to pick things to pick up going forward clear definition of the squad problem space, vision and mission. This is where I started. This is how you could pick it up. Wait, so so was this document created specifically for you? Specifically for me. Wow. And then in the like after the things to pick up going forward and then general open questions, um, you know, like other ideas this person had in mind, shout mm-hmm. out to Martin Clownser. This is a fantastic onboarding document. That, that was it. Like I was reading this document. I was going through it. Yeah. And I already figured out stuff like where are we, where we're going. Obviously not enough, but enough for me to understand, okay, team, how's it going with this initiative? And they're like, okay, you understand. Wow. That's, that's really good. Is there anything that you feel is still missing from that? No, this was gold. I'm super impressed. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Maybe no Slack channels, but Ah, I didn't need that. I didn't. I didn't really need to be overflowed, flooded with, with Slack. Maybe in the beginning, Slack is, I feel like the, the worst tool because people keep pulling you in different direction once they hear mm-hmm. that you're the product manager or a specific team. That's true, yeah. They'll probably right away start pinging you and start asking you questions that you might not know the, the answer to. But yeah, very interesting. Yeah, this was, this was a very good example of how this should be done. And I know that you recently joined Criteo. Yeah. And then, so, then so, what happened there? Yeah, exactly. So I had a, a very similar experience, maybe not as detailed as yours. For, for my onboarding, what I received was a, a Confluence page. I personally hate Confluence. I'm just putting that out there. Anybody who loves Confluence, hit, hit us up in the chat. I don't know, like reach Some out to us. Some people like this. I just, uh, I don't, sometimes I don't like those people. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I don't know. When it comes to documentation, there are just things that are way easier and way more user-friendly and intuitive. Google Workspace comes to mind. But Confluence is definitely on the lower end of the list of (laughs) user intuitiveness. And not to mention their search functionality is just the the absolute worst. Atlassian, you've got some work to do here. But um, no, so so I received the Confluence page, which has four categories or four tabs, essentially. One was work setup. So all of the, the tools or solutions that I had to set up to get working. So we're talking mm-hmm. Slack, we're talking Zoom, we're talking OneDrive, we're talking some of the, the solutions that my team has also built. So I can look at those solutions and kind of figure out what, uh, what the scope entails. 
Um, I did get a, a list of Slack channels that I had to had to join, and those were obviously for my benefit because I I learned what, um, for example, what tools we own based on those Slack channels as well, and I can see what releases uh, were done for those tools and and what types of questions we get from our stakeholders related to those tools. Um, but also stakeholder channels, right? So so specific specific channels where stakeholders. Uh, discuss certain things that are related to the team. So I think that that was um, was definitely useful. There's a bunch of Slack channels that I joined, but I, in all honesty, never looked at because there was either very low activity or yeah. just nothing that was super useful, at least for my onboarding. And what but, would you get? What would you get for your onboarding from a Slack channel? Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Like there was, there's one Slack channel that I found extremely relevant, but it's because of a, a specific use case. So we have an internal tool, actually an external facing tool uh, that I need to give a bit of context. So, so my team is, is focused on building internal tools for account managers, right? We have an external facing tool that is also used by the account managers. So they, they use this tool together with their clients, their external uh, clients. And what we are trying to do in terms of building those internal tools is to try to align the information that's being shown externally, also internally. So for me to see the releases, every single release of this external facing tool is relevant yeah. because then it gives me inspiration. It gives me, or first of all, it gives me the knowledge of what's being shown to, to our clients, uh, but it also gives me inspiration of what I can build that will be useful for the internal um, for the internal clients. So, I mean, it, it, it really depends. There are some specific cases that are, that are important, but for the majority of them, maybe not so super important. What was important though, was the meet the team section. Yeah. So I, I, I essentially got, and, and it's also divided by the weeks, right? So by week one, you should have done this, by week two, you should have done that. that. Um, but the meet the team section was really good because you, I got a whole list of people that I should meet, including people from my own team, people from the wider team, and you know, general stakeholders that we will be working with for the for the foreseeable future. Was it was it prioritized? Hmm, good point. It wasn't prioritized, but it was it was set up in such a way that it it kind of went from who's the closest to you to who is yeah. the the furthest out, but still relevant to talk to. But with context before you meet them. Let's see. I'm just looking at the page now. Not really with context, to be honest. No. It, context was given in the sense of wh which team is that person in, but not necessarily context. Like the projects or why you need to talk to them. Yeah, no. That, like how would you interact with them? That's a good point. No, not... Uh, that's that's missing instead of spending that time in the meeting trying to I understand. Agree. So uh, do I owe I you anything? Yeah, I agree. Is there any burning request right now? Yeah, maybe maybe a point of uh, improvement here is exactly that. It's it's highlighting what this what this person's team is doing and how that relates back to to what it is that we're going to do. But I have to say though that I've had a, a good bunch of meetings with my manager in the first week, first, yeah. first two or three weeks, and he through those meetings he has given me some extra context around these people, right? So so based on that context that I got from him, I started prioritizing who I needed to meet. 
And, um, and that's how I got into those conversations. So I, I would normally just reach out to those people via Slack and just say, hey, I'm the new product manager in this team. And our teams are most likely going to collaborate in this way, as I understand it. I, I'm curious to know about your job and what your scope is and what your roadmap looks like. Would you be OK if I schedule a call? Uh, and then I just send them an invite. I don't care if they respond yeah. and say, yes, I'm OK. No, I just send them an invite and, uh, and, and we get talking. So that, then at least it, it makes it less awkward when you come to the meeting, right? You, you kind of also show a little bit of humility of, hey, I, this is my assumption of how we're going to work together. Yeah. It might not be true, but let me just try to understand what it is that you're doing. Uh, and, and the good thing about that is that you, you also set yourself up as somebody curious to know that person's scope. And they're usually quite happy to explain their scope yeah. and, and their roadmap. And uh, once you throw the word collaboration out there, it's usually like, okay, yeah, that, that's that's positive. Let's uh, let's let's talk, right? So I think you know having having that meet the team section was really great, and then the last section was training. So there's some internal trainings that we uh, that we do at Criteo, very broad things like you know. I think every company has this, right? Like compliance and oh. uh, yeah, IT, IT training, and then and maybe also things like your team scope. So, so kind of a general overview of your team scope, and then things like uh, having a meeting with my engineering manager to discuss what the architecture looks like and stuff like that. So, all in all, I think that this was well. It, it is the only handover that I've ever received, <laughs> starting as a new product manager. Yeah. <laughs> but I gotta say the bar is set quite high for me. Uh, although the only thing that I feel is missing is exactly as you said, maybe having all of the links to all of the um, the, the stakeholders, uh, team scopes, roadmaps, you know, things that have been left yeah. undone, yeah, and so that you can easily spend a couple of days just reading all of that information rather than trying to find it yourself or trying to yeah, ask yeah. people yourself. So I think that that's really good. I definitely enjoy watching. Uh, now that uh, Spotify is working with OKRs, when I came in, it was good to see what is the OKRs that the team had in the past year, every quarter, and what is other teams that we're working on, what kind of OKRs they're working on right now. To be able to see those objectives gives a clear direction to what we need to focus on. It really sets the tone. Definitely. Did you yeah. have the OKRs of the of the other teams as well, or was it yeah. only your teams? Oh, fantastic. Okay. Well, you can nice. see them. They have a coda here in, in Spotify, so you can okay. see everyone's kind of planning. But you yeah. could see tribe-level objectives. You could see, you know, they have, above tribe, they have mission. So it's like mission-level objectives. Right. Uh, onwards and upwards. Yeah, so, I definitely think that this is this is really good. and. And do you agree that if you have very good onboarding, it just shortens the time until you can start producing? 100%, 100%. I mean, I remember that at Klarna, I always thought of having an onboarding as you know me trying to figure out stuff. And yeah. that that would take two, three, sometimes four months, right? To, to get really up, up and running, having met the people by chance or by you trying to figure out who you need to meet, talking to those people, getting that context. Um, and, and, and then it's only after those four months that you really start feeling like, okay, now I'm actually producing stuff. I'm putting documents down. I'm writing my strategy and stuff like that. In, at Criteo, thanks to this handover, I feel like I've, I'm, I'm in for two months now. And I've already written a document that yeah. kind of highlights my team scope and what we want to go for uh, based on some interviews that I've had with account managers. And that's also due to the fact that I've had this handover and, and, and this handover highlighted who I needed to meet. 
from my customers, you know, my internet yeah, yeah. customers. So two months in and I have a, a document that I can share with stakeholders that that's something that I've not had before. And, and it's, so it's, easy, it's so easy to set it up. What is it? Yeah. Two days of work for, for, the, for your boss to, exactly. to set up this document? Even less. A, a day? Know? Yeah. A, less than a day. Set up this yeah. document real quick and you're, exactly. now you're the PM is able to produce something great in two months instead of exactly. dragging on for six months being pulled by different directions. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I've been bashing on Confluence, but there's one thing that is actually quite good, specifically related to the meet the team segment. And that is that my manager um, added the name. So he put an at symbol and then the name of the person. So it populates it. And yeah. then that person gets a notification from my manager yeah. to, to highlight that, hey, there's a new person starting and he might reach out, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's also a way to proactively let that person know that you know somebody's going to reach out and, and and have those conversations so when you were asking like oh is it a bit strange to to just reach out to those people or how do you reach out to those people they kind of expect it to a certain degree it happened to me as well i had a new engineer starting in my team and i got an at from a confluence page yeah. so i realized that he was going to reach out and we had a conversation today actually um so so yeah the follow-up question then becomes, right? So what um, what are you going to do if, you, if you're thinking about creating a handover? Because we, we got to pay this stuff forward, right? Exactly. When I left the, the team in Klarna, I, was, I created this, this document around, okay, on, ongoing initiatives, what to think about moving forward, what's the vision right now. But now that I got this handover document, it definitely, you know, start from the macro, have it there. Mm -hmm the the tribe vision or the domain vision whatever what's the the tribe just like i described in the beginning and then you slowly work into the team level yeah. and then you work on who do you who are your biggest stakeholders and exactly explaining who are they are with the context it's really important to cover the ongoing initiatives right now and links to everything and then it's really important to cover what that person what the person before you like what's going moving forward, what to think about moving forward mm -hmm. and have the relevant documents as well. So that way, the person that comes in, they already see what, if they have a stand-up meeting tomorrow, they understand that this is the topics that are going to be discussed and here's the documentation. Man, that would be, I, I, like you're saying this and I, <laughs> I remember so many times when I had to join a new team and I joined a stand-up meeting, I had no idea what they were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> this would have saved me so much time and so much embarrassment as well. Um, but yeah, Oof. I wish yeah. I had that. And I know that a lot of people are bashing OKRs mm -hmm. sometimes that, hey, it's really hard. And mm. actually like when, another, when the entire company are working with objectives and you could see everyone's objective and you could really plan in the quarter. Yeah. It's great. I think so too. Sometimes when it's just purely KPIs, okay, so you have the index now. What? Yeah. Like what Is are you it... working on on it? It's really hard to see. Yeah. Then you go and you try to find epics and Jira that are connected exactly. to this somehow, and it's really hard to see an overview. This is a really great idea for uh, for next podcast. We're, listeners, we're doing live brainstorming on topics here. <laughs> yeah, maybe next time we should talk about OKRs <laughs> exactly. versus other things that we, exactly. we noticed. <laughs> No, but I, I think you're right. I think, um, you know, if I were to pay this forward, definitely having that high level overview of the vision, mission of your, you know, maybe your domain, your larger problem space, and then kind of bringing it down to where that person is going to join is, uh, is a good way to go. I must say that, you know, when I was at Klarna, 
I was um, I was handling a certain problem space, so I was handling the the payments problem space, and we were looking at launching in new markets. And at some point, I had to move over to a, another team. So I was I was hiring a new a new product manager to take over a certain scope that I was managing uh, yeah. beforehand. Now, as I said before, at Klarna, things move so fast you you hardly have any time for anything extra. Uh, so I didn't get to spend or I didn't take the, the time because I was just focused on other things. Didn't take the time to write a proper handover to, to this person. Uh, but rather what I did is I, I tried to have a lot of calls with her and, and to kind of explain all of the all of the scope that she was about to take on. Now, obviously, I had a document that outlined the scope and the strategy and, and sort of what was done until that point that she joined. But perhaps having a like a one handover document a specific handover document yeah. to highlight to her that okay these are the people to talk to this yeah. division mission this is the you know this is the the the, the state of the project and yeah. where we need to go next i think probably would have helped her a lot more than having uh, because these then she can come, she can come back to it later exactly. On. exactly i still go back to this document yeah now over time um we created this document together so as i was talking to her i was like yeah, oh yeah. yeah let me just write this down or we're talking about it anyway let's just write it but I, I think that that is so much less of a structured approach yeah and i think that it probably stressed her out i'm really sorry yeah, yeah. looking back in hindsight i wish that i had taken more time to to write a proper handover for her because I think that it would have set her up way better and, and to hit the ground running from the start rather than having these weekly meetings with me to, to instruct her on who to talk to and, and, and what to do, essentially. And I would still have those meetings with her anyway, but yeah. you know, having that documentation would help for sure, I'm sure. 100%. I agree with that. With that being said, I think we covered the topic of the great handover. Stuff is done. Stuff is done. Sleep in the evening. Stay in the evening. Time to stop working. It's Friday. <laughs> it's Friday. Let's go home. Camilla Alafelt. Camilla, if you're listening, I'm really sorry that I didn't provide you with a handover document. I should have done that, but uh, no, no, no. I hope you still appreciate that we had a lot of a lot of meetings to discuss this the stuff that you needed to know. Anyways, if you join Criteo, Camilla, you bet, you bet, I'm gonna have a handover document for you. 